good morning to you, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser here on AM 1030 KVOI, the voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I am your host, Zach Yenser, and happy Friday to uh, all of you listening, and especially to you, Matt, making the magic happen on the other side of the glass. As always, happy Friday to you. Let's do this. It's Friday. We made it. Morning, Zach. Happy Friday. Well, uh, I think today is my turn to tell you what kind of special day it Please. is. But is, is uh, in the corners of Google that you're constantly wandering around in, <laughs> is, is is there a special day happening today? I, I'm going to own the really special one, so don't take it from oh, me. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I'll leave that one for you. <laughs> it's Chimborazo Day. It's uh, I didn't know this. It's the highest point on the planet Earth. It's huh? at 20,000 feet. It's in the Andes. At 20,000 feet, it's uh, the highest point on Earth because the Earth is bulged at the equator. So it's actually the closest huh. point to the moon from Earth, 20,000 feet. So it actually puts it a higher point than uh, Everest, as it turns out. Really? It's in Ecuador, yep. I was I was this many years old when I found that out. Right. <laughs> had uh had had no idea. Well, uh keep us on your dial nine AM every day to to hear random factoids that will make you the most popular person at your next party. Um well I have to say what, now what, Matt, what other day is it today, Zach? <laughs> Well, I, it's a special day to me. I don't know if it's as cool as yours, um, but it is National Donut Day, and it's it's a day worth celebrating. Guess what I had for breakfast On a today, Friday, Matt? no less. That's great. On a, fr- on a Friday. I uh, Guess what I had for breakfast today? What's that? I had a donut. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know you were, you were uh, I know you liked the column that was written in the uh, Wall Street Journal a month or two ago, a column written by the Office Donut, <laughs> encouraging people to come back to work because of yes. Office Donuts. True story. The joy the office, of the office donut. <laughs> the office donut did indeed pen an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. Special, special times. Well, well, uh, uh, appropriately, Matt. I love that you and I don't Re- talk about this before. Readers' man. eyes this did is, not glaze this, over when they read it either. <laughs> Sorry. It, 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 I, hey, it's Friday. We're allowed to be a little slap happy on Friday, but uh, no. So I, um, you know, uh, the office, uh, the office space where I work brought in donuts for National Donut Day. So 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 they must have read, Matt, they must have read the op-ed by the glazed office donut in the Wall Street Journal because it happened today. So full circle, which is also a characteristic of a good donut, I hear, is uh, what happened today. So National Donut, National Donut Day. Uh, and uh, I, I hope our listeners, Matt, won't mind. I might actually like to land there. You, you know, I, I think about our Wednesday show. We talked about uh, gun rights and gun restrictions. We talked about a sex abuse scandal <laughs> in the Southern Baptist Convention. You know, we we, uh, we hit the news pretty hard, uh, pretty hard this week, as well as talk about a variety of other big topics. We're going to close on one of those. I'm excited, Matt, to, to share with our listeners a guest conversation with a couple of folks representing an organization in town that has, between 2017 and 2021, supported over 2,500 jobs and $561 million in labor income. And uh, unless you heard before my show, the show promo in, uh, in, the, in the morning show, 
Uh, I'm going to keep the name of that organization. I'm going to tease you with it. That's at the bottom of the hour. But with all of the uh, with all of the news and topics that we've talked about this week, Matt, I I, I want to go out on a limb, and I am on the ser- I'm on a search for the best donut in Tucson. Uh, I would love to hear after the break from our listeners. 520-790-2040. Convince me that the donut you've had, where you've had it, is the best donut in Tucson. I want to know where you can find the best donut in Tucson. Or the best donut you've ever had in Tucson. 520-790-2040. Would love to to hear that. Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, Do you have any, uh, what's your favorite donut or donut place in Tucson? Then we'll go to a break. So I'll give you two. Uh, Alvernon Donuts, just uh, okay. just south of 22nd Street. Love them. Great donuts. And then um, another one is La Estrella. Their, mm. uh, their glazed donut is just Did amazing. So yes. that is, and that I kind of stumbled upon that one. I usually get uh, the co- uh, the uh, shell ones. The, um, I can't, the name is escaping me right now, but the... Um, uh, the shell, uh, the the sweet bread with the uh, sugary shell on it, and that's the uh, hmm, drawing a blank. I can't believe that. Anyway, but uh, stumbled, I grabbed some uh, glazed donuts while I was there once to take to the office, as we were talking about office donuts, and their and their glazed donut is spectacular. So those are two places for you. I gotta agree with you, Matt. On the other side of the break, I want to share my favorite donut from my favorite place. Uh, let's call this a palate cleanser for a few all moments right. here on live radio from all the stuff that we talked about this week. Again, at the bottom of the hour, we'll have our final guest conversation of the week. But I want to hear from you five two zero seven nine zero twenty forty. Go to bat for your best donut from your favorite donut place in Tucson. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice. I want to know. Uh, I want to know where the best donut in Tucson is. You can email me too, zyenser at gmail.com. It's our show email. Or give Matt a call. Let's, let's, let's get the phone lines going. 520-790-2040. We'll be right back from our first break. It's National Donut Day and much more here on Tipping Point, 1030 The Voice. Generation of Talk, Tipping Point, with Zach Genser, 1030, The Voice. School's out and summer's here, and now's the best time to come out in the evenings and catch Tucson's professional soccer team, FC Tucson, in action. We're back home June 11th for Forever Pride. Fireworks and a salute to the troops on July 3rd. Celebrating Tucson's birthday on August 20th. And don't miss our defending WPSL Desert Conference champions in action. The FC Tucson women have home games June 3rd, June 19th, June 24th, and July 1st. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours now at fctucson.com. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. 
Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906, or visit us at extension.arizona.edu. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the 70-plus startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges that houses the university's commercialization hub with several other projects coming out of the ground, they are integral in shaping the future of southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Zach Yenzo here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is proud to present Brad Kalhammer, 1159 to Tucson, a solo exhibition of works by Tucson-born, Mason, New York-based Brad Kalhammer, who creates highly personal narratives that are autobiographical reflections on three realms of his life, his indigenous heritage, his middle American upbringing in a white adoptive family, and his work as an artist and musician. To learn more and to get your tickets, go to Tucson Museum of Art. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona, live out of the Common Workspace Studios. Happy Friday to everybody listening. This segment is sponsored by our friends over at Decibel Coffee Works. It's the coffee the Yensers drink at home. And while we're out and about, uh, they've got a great website, Decibel, D-E-C-I-B-E-L, coffeeworks.com, where you can go and see all of their drinks, beans, pastries, more, ice cream, is now there. You got to go check it out at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Coffee and ice cream together. It's a beautiful combination. And mention, let me put the cherry on top. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser when you go to the Mercado San Agustin Annex right off the I 10 for 10% off 
your next order on anything you buy 10% off of anything you buy. Uh, well, Matt and I are in the uh, in the last parts of a bit of a palate cleanser on this Friday show. We've talked Uvalde. We've talked Southern Baptist Convention scandal. We've talked inflation, recession, uh, Pima County poverty. We've talked about a lot of things as well as some you know great conversations around. Tucson's place in space, but it, it has felt like a little bit heavier of a week, heavy topics we've talked about. So today is our palate cleanser for the next couple minutes before our last conversation, our guest conversation of the week. We're going to, of course, talk with an organization in town uh, that has generated $1.6 billion in economic output over five years. We'll meet them on the other side of the break. But I am on a search for the next 10 or so minutes. Uh, the best donuts you can find in Tucson. What is the best donut you've ever had uh, at a place in Tucson? Give us a call, 520-790-2040 uh, to let us know. Let other people know who are listening where to go find the best donut today, National Donut Day in Tucson. So Matt, Matt's... Uh, uh, Matt, you mentioned too uh, La Estrella Donuts, which I absolutely agree with. Those are my favorite donuts and the favorite in the entire state of uh, Food and Wine magazine. La Estrella is getting a lot of uh, national love, and uh, they are, for better or for worse, uh, a few minutes' walk from where I live. And so I'm, I used to be there more than I should be. And uh, I've gotten better at it, but amazing donuts. And I, I like this, they're glazed donuts or they're chocolate-covered donuts. Very simple, straightforward, absolutely delicious stuff. Um, they didn't pay me to say that. Uh, maybe they should have, I don't know. But they didn't today. La Estrella Donuts, Alvernon Donuts, uh, Matt, you mentioned. So those are those are Matt's favorite, 520-790-2040. I've got some social media suggestions, some of these I've never heard before in Tucson. But let's go to the phone lines. I think, Matt, we have Lori um, to tell us the best donut in Tucson. Lori, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Alvernon Donuts. Okay. Uh, they're, they're maple bacon. <laughs> okay. Now, they put pieces of bacon on it. It is wonderful. Lori, you're killing me. So Matt mentioned Alvernon Donuts. Matt, you didn't mention the maple bacon donuts. I'm... I yep. love bacon. I'm going to have to go and try one. <laughs> and great, great family, great story of how they started um, and came to the United States. Um, it just is, I will support them all the time. I love it. Lori, thanks for calling in with your suggestion. And yes, uh, please, any of these suggestions, these are mostly, I'm looking at the list, mostly local things, whether I'm seen it on social media or on the phone lines. We gotta support these people. This is uh, heroic work to run a small business right now anywhere, but uh, in many ways, especially in Tucson. Let's keep on the phone lines. Roberta is next. Roberta. Exactly. Sorry about that, I think she dropped off. Roberta, oh. please call back and uh, we'll yes. get you on. No worries. Uh, we are on a search for the best donut uh, from the best place in Tucson. So Alvernon Donuts has got a few votes right now. So does La Estrella. The donut I had this morning, Matt, Okay. It was from Amy's Donuts. Oh, sure. And, Fort uh, Lowell. Uh, what was that? On Fort Lowell. Correct. And actually, I've gotten on my, I put this out on social media, I've gotten a few votes for Amy's Donuts. Amy's Donuts feels like 
Um, that's one of the go-tos, I think, for Tucsonans. I see and hear about Amy's Donuts all the time. In fact, when I, uh, when I put my vote for La Estrella in years past, I've gotten people very mad at me that I didn't mention Amy's Donuts. Nothing against Amy's Donuts. I'm just partial to La Estrella. The donut I had this morning from Amy's Donuts was a simple chocolate donut with chocolate frosting. Um, was uh, was delicious. Uh, let's see. I've so got Amy's more is kind of is kind of like our version of uh, Voodoo Donuts up, up in Portland, where they do all those okay. creative uh, donuts, right? Yeah, I, I might. Uh, for folks who can't see, I think I put this on my personal social media. I, I probably should put this on my uh, on my public profile so more people can see it. But I'll send you the picture, Matt. Some of the most colorful donuts I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I don't even know what some of these donuts are. I've never seen anything like it. But it's 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 a cornucopia of color. Uh, Roberta, I think we have Roberta back. Roberta, thanks for calling in. The best donut you've ever had in Tucson. Where should we go? Well, I, I hope I'm not repeating Lori because I missed who she said, but I did pick up one when she was talking about the family. The best donuts that we find in Tucson on the nor- near on the northwest side is the Donut Wheel. Okay. Ina and the Interstate, essentially. Now that the overpass is there, yes. On the east edge of the overpass, just before you head up, on the north side of the road is um, the Donut Wheel. They've been there for years, and I think they may have a similar story to the folks who are at Alvernon. You know, they're immigrants, I think Vietnamese immigrants. Anyway, they're wonderful people, really fun to go in there, and their donuts are outstanding. I think I'm headed there to take some over with me when I go to the Antique Mall this morning. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, Roberta, someone else on social media said Donut Wheel in Marana. I think that's the Donut right. Wheel you're it, talking about. It is about. technically Marana, I'm sure. I know in the freeway. Perfect. I can never I can never be sure what is Marana these days. And, 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 well, no, I, and I live just on the um, 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 edge, somewhere, somewhere on the edge of Marana. Yep, yep. I grew up on the edge of Marana, too. Donut Wheel in Marana. Roberta, thanks for calling in. Enjoy a donut for us. Happy, uh, happy Donut Day. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, the suggestions keep coming in. Uh, let's see. Matt, do we still have Charles on the line? Mmm, donuts. Um, <clears throat> if you live in Tucson, you're on the, you live on the edge. The uh, <laughs> one, most wonderful place, <laughs> the most wonderful, <laughs> there goes all your starry-eyed optimism. The most wonderful place <laughs> in Tucson, I think, was... Uh, Donuts is La Caves. Really nice people. They're from the Seattle area. Uh, they've been in business here now, I think, three and a half, four years. They do a beautiful job. 22nd uh, Street, just east of Alvernon, on the south side of the street. It's a former uh, fast chicken fast food place that they've mm-hmm. done a really nice job of converting into a donut shop. Yes, and uh, number one. And the other one, uh, by the way, they have a cream cheese Danish that's to die for. Excuse me, a. Uh, 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 fruit Danish that's to mm. die for but if you ask them nicely they'll also put a layer of cream cheese over the fruit Ooh. which uh, which yeah which you know I'm sure could paralyze a fleet of diabetics but it's just um, it, it, it's really phenomenally good and the other one is uh, uh, Bill's client Mona's is uh, up is very good Swan and uh, mm. uh, Sunrise 
uh, in the plaza there that's on the north side of the street, uh, northeast side of the street. Mona's Danish Bakery. I've been, I was there mm-hmm. yesterday, and I picked up a bunch of them, and I took them up to Tucson Coin. And uh, it, it, it looked like a feeding frenzy in a shark tank when I, when I brought them over there. It was really, they got a kind of good, good reaction. So. Charles, I appreciate it. I, uh, I, as soon as you called in, oddly enough, uh, my friend Irlanda commented on my post from earlier this morning, also La Cave. So La Cave's has a couple of votes, and uh, I've listened enough to, uh, to our friend Bill Buckmaster, who hosts a local yeah. show at noon, to know that, uh, that Mona's will almost always produce a, a feeding frenzy. So, Charles, I appreciate yeah, the suggestion. They're really nice people, exceedingly nice people over there. And they're from somewhere. I think it, I think it's Israel because every time I have one of them, uh, one of their uh, their Danishes, I start singing Hava Megillah. So it might be Israel. But anyway, they're they're just wonderful people. They're very very nice, accommodating. They really care about Love their it. product. They just do a yeah. wonderful job. Love it. Well, I think right. uh, Charles, I appreciate it. Happy National Donut Day, and I hope you get to enjoy one later. Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> See, I uh, I think so far everything on the list are um, our local companies. We value and love our local companies, and uh, definitely go ahead and support them. So we got a couple of votes for La Caves. We've got a couple of votes uh, that I'm hearing for Amy's Donuts. A couple of votes for Donut Wheel La Estrella. Uh, let's see, we had a caller I think Matt call in and voted for Amy. So that's a few votes for Amy's Donuts. Um, Matt, um, here's one that I had never heard of before. Here's a Tucson test. I'm sure, Matt, you've heard of this one before, but I have never heard of this one in Tucson. Ready for this one? All right. Yon's Donuts at Speedway and Swan. So I didn't know they were still open. I, yeah, they're very good donuts. Speedway and, well, they were Speedway and Kolb. Um, on the on the southwest corner. I don't know if they moved or just what, but very good donuts, Young's Donuts, yep. Yeah, um, uh, my friend Kendall said, "Ask for the tiger's tail." Oh my! Not and then familiar a winky with that face. One. So I don't know what I don't know what the winky face is about. I don't know if this is like a secret menu item or something that sounds uh, innocuous enough, but is trouble once you eat it. I don't know. But ask for the tiger's tail at Yun's Donuts. So there we go. Um, all right. So here's the list that I have. We might as well. Might as well review it for anyone uh, anyone jumping in as we head out of here. I think we have time for one more phone call, if you wish, 520-790-2040. I've got Alvernon Donuts, La Estrella Donuts, La Caves, Donut Wheel, Mona's, Amy's Donuts, Yun's Donuts. So that's my list. That's a pretty solid list, Matt. I feel like uh, our work is done this Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. <laughs> and thanks to all of our callers who uh, who called in and made those and made those suggestions. Uh, it is National Donut Day, and if you just jumped in, um, this is neither a uh, this is not a food show. Most usually, but I don't know about you, Matt. I needed a bit of a palate cleanser after this week. It's a National week. Donut yep. Day, a heavy week, yes, sir. And uh, and it was just fun to sit down with listeners and go, hey, what's the best donut you've ever had? Tell us about it. So there we go. I feel I feel like my work is done. After the bottom of the hour news break, I'm going to talk with uh, two of our guests today uh, for the back half of the hour with an organization that has generated $1.6 billion in economic output over five years since 2017 in Tucson. 
there on the other side. Join us there. You're on 1030 The Voice listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser. We'll be right back. School's out and summer's here. And now's the best time to come out in the evenings and catch Tucson's professional soccer team, FC Tucson, in action. We're back home June 11th for Forever Pride. Fireworks and a salute to the troops on July 3rd. Celebrating Tucson's birthday on August 20th. And don't miss our defending WPSL Desert Conference champions in action. The FC Tucson women have home games June 3rd, June 19th, June 24th, and July 1st. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours now at fctucson.com. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell, but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash Offer. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. Good morning, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, Daily In-Depth News, conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Happy Friday to all of you listening, but more importantly, happy National Donut Day. And uh, we took a few moments to do a bit of a palate cleanser. This is a, uh, a news and talk and business and uh, ideas show, uh, talking about the people and ideas shaping Tucson's future. We took a, a bit of a palate cleanser from all of that. We've talked some heavy stuff this week. To get your thoughts, Tucson, on the best donut you've ever had in Tucson and where from, the phone lines lit up like a Christmas tree. It was quite a lot of fun. I ended up with the list that was six or seven institutions strong, all local, as it turns out, and that was the right call, Tucson. Um, if, if, you, if you're getting uh, donuts from a chain, you're missing out on some great donuts in Tucson. So listen back on the podcast for that list. We've got work to do now. I'm excited to have in studio a couple of the gentlemen from Tech Launch Arizona to talk about an institution in this community that has generated $1.6 billion in economic output over five years. Let's welcome them on the air now. We'll start uh, with, uh, we'll start with from left to right, my left to right, Paul Timarkin is with us, the Assistant Director of Marketing and Communications for Tech Launch Arizona. Paul, good to see you again. Hey, Zach. Thanks. And I think we saw each other last night, right? 
Uh, it's not been it long. Last week. Last week. Yeah. But I saw I saw Doug last night. Doug is the assistant vice president for Tech Launch Arizona at the University of Arizona. Doug, good to be with you. Hey, thanks for having me here. This is great. Absolutely. Not your first rodeo with us either, but it's been probably four years. Yeah, it's been a few years. Uh, at the origin of this uh, 2017 to 2022 period that you just commissioned some uh, a consulting group to come in and say, how have we done? And is it good news? And they did their research and they came back and they said, it's great news. Uh, <laughs> congratulations on the $1.6 billion in economic output over the last five years. Doug, I want to stick with you for a second. For our listeners maybe who aren't familiar with Tech Launch Arizona, uh, we have a lot of Tech Parks folks coming on the show these days. But tell us about Tech Launch Arizona and what it's designed to do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of a sister organization to Tech Parks. Um, we're part of the university. We are the, the group within the university that commercializes technology developed at the university. So if you think of things like um, all the research that's going on, somebody researches a compound that helps with Alzheimer's. They would disclose it to us. We work with them to figure out ways to get that out into the market. And it takes a long, long time. I mean, if you're looking at a drug, you're looking at at least 10 years. Um, but... It, Various technologies, different months of time. It is it is a roller coaster, and it is a blast to be part of that world. For sure, no, and I think that commercialization is is so important. I think a lot of innovative environments have come as the result of academic institutions that are really good at taking the great ideas from the classroom and getting them out into the community. Um, maybe I'll pull Paul in on this because I feel like you're on the storytelling uh, mm-hmm. side um, of it. How, how does the math work on this? How do we figure out that there's been 1.6 billion and what, is, what does that look like? Well, at a high level, essentially what you're looking at is all of the economic activity that has been generated by all the startups in TLA. So when you have these startups, they are bringing in people, they are bringing in investment money. That investment money is getting spent and used in the community uh, to hire more people, pay salaries. Those people are creating economic activity in the community. Um, They are generating tax revenues. All of that economic movement. Product sales back. Yeah, product sales back. Yeah. All of that is what creates those numbers. What are, and this could be for either of you, what are maybe two of the best stories that have come out of this? And I'm sure all of them are good stories, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe are, is there a company or two that our listeners might recognize or one that has had outsized success coming through Tech Launch Arizona? Sure. Well, I'll start with the most obvious one. First of all, all our children are beautiful. Of course. No favoritism. <laughs> and that's right. All. Never. Um, the, uh, the, the first one, it would be Symphony RX. So this is a company sure, launched yeah. back in 2013, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was incredible success. In the span of about three years, they were hiring about 100 employees. Um, they had product sales around the country, maybe even around the world. I don't remember at this point. Um, and then within three years, they were acquired by a larger company. And that's, that's great news. And the company still exists here in town, the, mm-hmm. the entity Symphony RX. Um, and it, it created a lot of impact in this region, including 
I think many of your listeners would know Fletcher McCusker. Right. And included, that includes the kind of impetus for creating UA Venture Capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's probably one of the biggest stories. Um, we've got a whole bunch of other stories. I think um, one that I might pick out would be Botanosol. It's a great one. Yeah. Botanosol Analytics, uh, their company, they're still in the growth phase. Um, but they've created a, a device that can um, detect disease in less than a minute. And uh, just as an example, they just, um, they've been going through testing and um, they went through a couple of trials and they can get COVID-19 at something like about 94, 95% wow. accuracy. And like I said, in, I think it's less than a minute. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, a, a couple colleagues of mine, I can't remember if they went through Tech Launch, but uh, Freefall Aerospace is, yeah, a, is, yep. a, is a company. Did they go through TLA? Yes, they did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at the very minimum, uh, in my head, they were a company that came out of some great ideas in the classroom that became a company outside the classroom, and, and, and then you confirmed they came through Tech Launch Arizona. We're big here on this show talking about the, the potential of the new space economy Absolutely. here in the region. Yeah, and, and you're right. So, you know, Freefall, um, the PI behind that was a guy named Chris Walker. And uh, that, that originated in his work. And um, they, and, and interestingly, they were funded by UAVC. Oh, so there's cool. another, another connection. There's the connection. There's the connection. So $1.61 billion in economic output, again, from this process you've created of taking great ideas out of the classroom and making them companies uh, in, in, in the real world, so to speak. $561 million in labor income, $59 million in, in, tax, in tax revenues. Yeah, in that five-year span of 17 yep. through 21. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Anything to anything to share on that? Well, I, I tell you, to be honest, I wasn't overly surprised because I knew we did an earlier um, economic impact report, and it showed similar numbers. So I was I was gratified to see it. What was really exciting to me about that whole report is we also got a forecast for the next ten years, mm-hmm. and the forecast for the next ten years, one point six billion in economic output for those five, four point seven billion for the next ten years. So. You know, as long as we can keep firing on all cylinders, this is going to be a great ride. And it, I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I'll say it. I think one of the most important things we can do is build up this ecosystem. This is really about creating an ecosystem of startups, small companies, medium companies, large companies, a place where students don't want to leave. Where you know they they say, hey, there's an opportunity here in town. That's right. And and. If it fails, startups fail. Um, there's somewhere else I can go to another startup, to a, a big company. That's the kind of thing that we really build. and I think we're building it. I think it's starting to happen. That's exciting. If you just joined us, by the way, on the air, we have Doug Hockstad, the assistant vice president for Tech Launch Arizona. Paul Timarkin is also uh, with us as well. He's the assistant director for marketing and communications for Tech Launch um, Arizona. Uh, last question before we go to break, because I do want to talk about the future. Okay. I always love to do that. Where are we at now? Where are we going in the future? Sure. What was happening before Tech Launch Arizona? <laughs> um, in other words, I remember in the early days of this show, actually, I think it was back when this show was on a weekend, you were kind enough to come out at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. 
Uh, you brought shirts with you, I think. I remember <laughs> very oh, clearly. Oh, this time. I, I, that was a little <laughs> wink, wink. We, we owe you. You, we owe you. You, for, you forgot the swag. Um, but it was probably back in late 2017, early to mid-2018, almost five years ago. And that's, of course, the period we're talking about today. What was happening before Tech Launch Arizona? So Tech Launch, um, actually, we're in our 10th year of operations. This fall, we're going to celebrate a 10th anniversary. We're going to have a big party, all that kind of thing. Um, before that, the university had a tech transfer office, but the university was not focused and not kind of dedicated to the activities of getting things out of the university. They were much more focused on the research aspect of it. It's not, it's not negative, and it's not negative about anyone here now. It was just a decision by, by leadership to, to not focus on it. What happened in late 2012 was a decision by the university leadership to make this a priority. And they adequately funded the unit. They brought in people that had been successful in other places. So my predecessor was a guy named Dave Allen. He came in from Colorado, where he'd been very successful at Colorado. Dave pulled me in from the University of Michigan, where I'd been successful there, and the University of Michigan had been very successful, um, and with a plan. This is how we're going to build up com commercialization at the University of Arizona. Uh, and so really, it was, that was the beginning of it. Ten years ago, we're going to focus on this, we're going to make it happen. And it really was, just to interject a mm -hmm. little bit, it, it really was this, this recognition that the University of Arizona is such a resource for innovation and research. It's been a powerhouse. Um, but this aspect of it, of bringing that research to bear on impact in the world, had not been pursued. And, and that was the real decision, is looking at this huge kind of gold mine that hadn't been accessed yet. Right. Do you need to cut, or because I have one more comment. Go ahead. Let, yeah, we'll cut after that. So um, you had mentioned this earlier, and I think it's worth pointing out. Uh, really, to have this vibrant ecosystem, you're right. You need a, a, a top-tier research institution. If you look at almost any strong entrepreneurial ecosystem, at the center of it is this kind of research institution. So as he was saying, we had that. Mm -hmm. We needed to build up the ecosystem around it. Right. Yeah, and I think for all the good work that Tech Launch is doing, I think it's only scratched. It's only scratched the surface. I remember this is back in January. I think I had Dr. Robbins on, mm -hmm. and and we were talking about the 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 prestige that the university has around space exploration and astronomy, and I had said, Dr. Robbins, how do we get this out into the world? And he was, you know, you know him, mm -hmm, uh, sure. uh, uh, authentic every second of the day. He said, my focus has been on the research side of this, but you're probably right. We need to figure out how to tech transfer and commercialize our skill in this industry. Yeah. So I think over the last 10 years, so much ground has been caught up, but there's so much to go. You know, the, 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 the bridge needs to keep coming down. The moat needs to continue to be crossed in taking just what is happening at our university and bringing it out for local economic impact in the community. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of your work, and I think, I think it <laughs> just needs to have, it needs to be uh, exponentially, you know, increased. Oh, I like Absolutely. that. Um, well, good thing we have one more segment with you. Yeah, I, want right. to talk, I want to talk about the future. Uh, we've talked about uh, here today with Doug and Paul, the University of Arizona through Tech Launch Arizona generated $1.6 billion in economic output over five years, reports round consulting, $561 million in labor income, 
59 million in tax revenues. Where do we go from here? That's my question when we come back. Last segment here of Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on 1030 The Voice. Don't go anywhere. show check out the podcast at kvoi.com tucson your tucson museum of art is proud to present brad kalhammer 1159 to tucson a solo exhibition of works by tucson born mason new york based brad kalhammer who creates highly personal narratives that are autobiographical reflections on three realms of his life his indigenous heritage his middle american upbringing in a white adoptive family and his work as an artist and musician. To learn more and to get your tickets, go to TucsonMuseumOfArt.org. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the 70-plus startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges that houses the university's commercialization hub with several other projects coming out of the ground, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash offer.com. Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906, or visit us at extension.arizona.edu. Zach Yenzo here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down 
from the Rialto Theater. Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? This is Bill Buckmaster, Pima County's new election director at noon on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trust and News Talk. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona live here at the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. This segment is sponsored in part by Little Love Burger, opening downtown last fall, and they're doing quite well, serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, some ice cream milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. Follow them on social media at Little Love Burger and mention you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for a 1-5-15% discount off your next order. You can't beat it, and we thank them for their support, and we're glad that they're doing so well. Uh, Doug, Paul, either of you been to Little Love Burger? Like, we have, have yeah. Yes. Well, next time you go, get that 15% <laughs> yeah, discount. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah, just down the street. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, time is ticking. We talked about... Uh, the big news from a recent recent review of the work of TechLaunch Arizona that shows the U of A through your work generated $1.6 billion in economic output over five years. And we talked about some of that data in the first segment. But what comes next? Uh, your job, and I'm keeping it super simple, is to help uh, ideas that happen at a research level uh, at the University of Arizona uh, become products out in the market. What does the community need to do to make your lives even easier and to make mm-hmm. the economic output even greater? Right. The good news, right. the bad news, the yeah. indifferent news. Let's have well, a, and I would put this to Doug too. It's not just to make the job easier, but how can they be a part of it? Yeah, that's, that's what's yeah. important. Yeah. So. I think, and, and what you're starting to see around the region is there's more and more growth in uh, capital available to startups, and that's probably one of the biggest things, is getting capital into the ecosystem, getting them into startups. The other probably biggest thing is uh, leadership. I mean, you know, we're spinning out these companies based on university technology, usually involving that faculty member, but the faculty member has a full-time job. Right. And so we need to connect them with entrepreneurs, with business people that right. really take passion in this as well. So do, we, do we have enough of those people? Do we have enough people ready to take on companies and make them succeed? Um, I think we're growing in that way. I don't know if we have enough today. I don't think we can ever have too many. Sure. So, so not yet. So, yeah, I'd say yeah. not yet. We need, we need more. If you're listening and you're interested, yeah. give us a call. Yeah. yeah. And to Paul's point, we actually, TLA, creates um, a network of people that just connects with us, connects with our work, gets involved. They may, they don't have to decide they're going to go into a startup, mm-hmm. but they could help the startup. They could mentor them, advise them, mm-hmm. help us. Give us all that. So that's I think those are some yeah. of the things that really will help. La- last quick follow-up question on that, Doug, because uh, you know I get to talk with people like Eric Smith quite a bit. He comes mm-hmm. on the show every now and again. He's been saying this for years. <laughs> so how do we cut through, right? I think I've probably heard that for two or three years. What has to change? I think, so my opinion, um, it's what's changing now, and that okay. is creating that ecosystem. When we get known... As an entrepreneurial ecosystem, when we get seen for growing these startups, yep. bringing in other capital, all that, then you'll get people outside the region going, hey, I need to get involved there. 
And that's, I think it'll start to feed on itself. I think so. Uh, quick popcorn question for okay. either Doug or Paul. Is there an industry or two that you're finding most of these tech-transferred companies fall into? Are we especially good at mm-hmm. one or two things? Popcorn um, question. Way more than one or two, but the two sure. that jump to mind... We love all our children. We yeah. love all our children. <laughs> um, optical <laughs> sciences is... Sure. We're just super powerhouse in that yep. you know, worldwide. Yep, yep, so yep. that's one of them. But that technology permeates a whole bunch of other it things. It does. And um, so yep. in line with that, I would say health sciences, almost anything health sciences, devices, drugs, therapeutics, yep. um, diagnostics, all of that. We're, we're strong and we're growing in. Incredible. Uh, you guys got new digs recently. Yes, we should we probably did. talk about that. Yeah, we're, so we're now at the refinery at the UA Tech Park at the Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a mouthful, but the refinery Paul building prepped you in yes, the break. Did. Yes, we yes. Did. for that mouthful. <laughs> make sure to say Tech <laughs> yes, Park at the Bridges. Yes, it's going to make Jess and Carol and all of our friends absolutely there very happy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, no, but and they've been a great partner for us, yes. the, the the tech park group. Yes. Um, and this building is really so. We used to be our, what lovingly referred to as the um, the old TEP building. Yes, and yes, that well, was, old is a good description. <laughs> <of that. laughs> the wood paneling on the walls, yeah. the whole thing. It's throwback. Yeah, um, and that was about a mile and a half off campus. Yeah, we're now about two miles off campus, so not really any different. Big difference is other university units are co-housed with us and going to be on the same property with us and companies will be co-housed with us and on the same property so now we're getting a collision space for commercialization really because we got to be connecting with talking Mm -hmm. to um everything we can collaborating with Mm -hmm. these industry partners yeah And, and also i i would add we mentioned this this idea of getting people in the community involved um, oh, yeah. Our doors are always open. If people want to come and visit, explore, yeah. see what's going on down there, give us a call. Show up. We would love to show you around. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I did an analysis, informal analysis. I'm not anywhere near rounds <laughs> consulting, but uh, uh, <laughs> of why do successful, innovative environments work? And I found it came down to three things. Uh, a space for people and ideas to collide, mm-hmm. mentorship to get those ideas grown, investment to make them scale. And if those three things are in place, magic happens. It, that's how you know the Renaissance happened. That's how Silicon Valley started. That's how we're mm-hmm. going to succeed. So I see those kind of trends and what you're and what you're doing. One minute uh, ish. What's down the road? Well, what kind of economic output are we going to create in the next five years? All right, so I'm going to do two things. I'll try and make it fast. Number one is I'd be remiss not giving a shout-out to Betsy Cantwell and Dr. Robbins. It's really their support of this whole idea that makes, makes, it a, um, makes us able to be successful. Uh, and so in line with your question of how do we get even more success, um, well, the report shows us, as I mentioned earlier, that over the next 10 years, they're expecting some significant growth in the impact, the total economic output, the number of employees that will have been supported by that time, like 3,500. 3,500. But I think one of the things that we're going to see is, along with the growth that you see here in town, growth in the Phoenix area on the PBC, the Phoenix Bioscience Corps. Yeah. and um, we're already going to start building up some center of gravity there. We've already got a couple companies that have launched out of that area and have stayed there. Um, so I think combined, we're going to even see more growth. 
That's very cool. Well, let's not make this the last conversation. All right. Let's not make it four years until the, until the next one. But thanks for coming on. Congratulations on a Thank very you. positive five-year review. Let's keep growing the ecosystem. I work with uh, nearing thousands of young people who would love to stay in town and work for these companies. So I'd be glad to come talk we to need them. We need y'all yeah. to be successful. Yep. Doug, Paul, Tech, uh, Tech Launch Arizona. Have a great weekend. Hey, thank thanks you. For thanks for having, having us. us. Go grab a donut after this. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye. Tucson will be back on Monday. Louis Christensen will be with us uh, from Tucson tomorrow, our Monday morning news hour. Who do it up next? Bo Buckmaster at noon. Stay safe out there, Tucson. See you Monday.